back to Big Mood, everybody. We have not one, but two oh very special guests today. This are unprecedented. <laughs> We've never had two <gasps> guests. We've never had are two first on yes. one episode before. But Nikki Blades has been with us this whole day of, of shooting, and so she's in uh, quite a few other episodes. Mm-hmm. Go check those out. And our very special guest of this episode is Miss Taryn Southern over here. We also have Jess. She's our other regular. Yep, just me. Just, just, just here. Just, yes. Jess. Just, just. Just, just. Just, um, But Taryn, I've known forever, like, oh, God, like over More a decade, than a decade now. Yeah. We're not old. Don't math anything. But <laughs> yeah, zero we math. Were, we were Sorry. five when we two met. Two plus two equals one. Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> New math. Don't look it up. Don't Google it. Uh, but yeah, we've known each other a long time, and I feel like I've seen you through a lot of different things in this past couple of years because of the pandemic, I feel like um, a lot happened. And there's, every time I catch up with you, I'm like, what else happened? And I think it's relatable to a lot of people out there, maybe. And dramatic. Yeah. She, dramatic. Anyone out there got trauma they, they want to relate to? <laughs> anyone um, want to feel better about their trauma? Because oh. holy shit, Aww. so much uh, has Thanks, happened. Nikki. I'm happy to be the poster child for you can do it. Yes. You can do it. I was you telling her um, off camera that if if I was watching the Terran movie of the past two years, that I'd be like, the writers went a little far. Like, <laughs> you're like, this wow. is not realistic. They, they took a left. They just keep pummeling her with stuff. <laughs> like, the character never catches a break. Like, what is this show? Like, this is a sad, this is, where's the happy part? So it's a weird. terrible show. Yeah. I've decided the title of it is. Terran the Terrible. <laughs> the, the title wow. of the show is After Happily Ever. Oh, because oh. things were pretty good oh. before they got bad. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, everyone, take a break to cry. Yeah. Just get it out. Now. I'm but, still laughing though, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah well, that's you got to do. You got to laugh through the tears. Um, but let's just indulge people on maybe what's happened in the past few years. Yeah. So I think my crazy journey began actually before the pandemic in May of 2019. Actually, my life was kind of a fairy tale at that time. I was engaged to be married to yeah. my favorite person in the world. I had a movie that I just directed um, that was premiering at the Tribeca Film Festival. Your engagement ring was a cat-shaped <laughs> one. A cat. I remember that. <laughs> Love cats. Um, and so it sort of felt like a lot of the things that I was hoping for in life were moving in the right direction. And then the day that my film premiered at Tribeca, I found a lump in my underarm. And it was very odd on the and day? large. It was on the day. It was oh the morning God. of. Like, like it how dramatic that, is that? Yeah, that day it just appeared. I had been sick. I got sick in New York. I think probably the oh, stress of like all of the pop-up. yeah. Okay, and the film was a big, a big deal. So it's like, yeah, I could see that. And I thought, well, maybe I just have a swollen lymph node. This is so weird. Uh, a few days later, while I was still in New York, a friend of mine's boyfriend was a gynecologist, and so I had him look at it because he knew a lot about women's health. He's like, "That's I would go get that checked immediately," and so I did. And two weeks later, I was diagnosed with stage three breast cancer that oh my had already God. metastasized to my lymph nodes, and I had a two point five centimeter by two centimeter tumor as well as other tumors that were present in my lymph nodes. I didn't know it was that advanced by the time you found it. Oh my gosh. Yep. And uh, two weeks after that, I started chemotherapy and my my entire- Two weeks? It was like within a month of- Within a month of finding it, I was starting treatment. Um, And that that began a year of, of just 
insanity in yeah. my life. That's what's called the inciting incident in the right the, when the writers were like, okay, she finds a love at the movie premiere. Oh my god, because yes. it's a big deal. Okay, and everyone thinks like, oh my god, we're celebrating. Yes. Yeah, let's jump right in there. Honestly, yeah. it is a really of, good movie. Start yeah. like I'm, I really want to watch this movie. I'm just like, what's next? Well, and what was sort of sort of strange was my film was actually following three patients um all of whom were had impaired function for different one had paralysis one was blind and one had parkinson's so i had spent two years before that filming in hospitals wow and watching them go Go through through this terrible process of trying to find themselves um in the midst of hardship and all of a sudden i was the patient and it felt like this bizarre like life tur- imitates art imitates life imitates like an art. Alice through looking glass like you just fell in the wow. rabbit hole yeah and so that happened and then I won't even go into the details but went through uh you know a breakup with my then partner while I was in treatment and that was its own version of harrowing mm-hmm. um, I don't know anything about it but the the man hater that lives like somewhere deep inside <laughs> of me <laughs> wants to think I saw a statistic somewhere where women will stick by their men through anything but the men always want to fuck off when the girl gets sick I won't start I, love, I don't even know your story I know, like, you don't know the story and you just know snuff what that the out fuck is going on. It's, the, it's the top it's the top she smells Hey, I, I used okay. to I smell a fucked up man and yeah. I smell a man that couldn't wow. live up to his uh, <laughs> obligation. I smell <laughs> bitch man. I recognize that smell. Wow. Yeah. And and that was I mean, you know, moving out of my home on Thanksgiving of 2019. Right? Three, we- no, three weeks. We- oh, three let the audience catch up. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, it's Thanksgiving and you're moving out here on Thanksgiving, like not the day before, how, how not the long day that after. Notification were you given a notice to? Uh, what is uh, about a, a, about a month and a half before? So Thanksgiving yeah. was the day, though. Thanksgiving was the day that I moved out, and the writers was, know she's gonna go home to family and stuff, wow. and we'll get some it cool so scenes from cinematic, that. Strangely, yeah. wow, it was very cinematic. My best friend was like helping me lug boxes out of my place. It was pouring rain in Los Angeles. Of course, it's like pouring rain. <laughs> Tornado came through after that. Um, and 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 then and then yeah, I, I moved into my own place and I started radiation. Gosh, I don't I mean I, I was still healing from surgery at that point in time, and I think figuring out what we were gonna do in terms of radiation. I think I think I started radiation a few weeks after that, and I ended up doing six weeks of daily radiation. So I was stuck in LA over Christmas by myself in my little home with my cat. It was very in the situation sad. That you, two months, maybe three months before, you never would have expected you to be sitting there. I was living my very best life. Yeah. Six months. So earlier. the drop of a hat, it just everything changed. It felt like everything had been ripped from me. And then this is where things get real fun. Uh, so a month later, so we're now in February, I believe, February 2020, so a year ago. This okay. is a month before COVID. Mm. That's oh, really I'm fun. doing my best to rebuild my life. I'm still in like- treatment. I'm still, I've still got a port in my chest and I'm getting infusions every few weeks. I had a very um, aggressive form of breast cancer. So they like, they yeah, treat it already aggressively. so advanced with the tumors and... Yeah, and yeah. they're worried that once it's in your lymph nodes, it's in your blood. So they don't they want to make sure that they get every little cell that could be floating around, even after surgery. So um 
So I was still in treatment and I go on a meditation retreat thinking like this will be a really great way for me to yeah just yeah. really cleanse, heal, lock in, <laughs> start over, start fresh, clean slate it, clean slate it. And I get a call from my best friend, Julia, who was staying at my house to look after my cat. And she'd come home and was screaming and crying because my home had been burglarized. Jesus. Someone had broken in through the kitchen window, smashed everything, taken everything. My laptop, my engagement ring, which I was no longer wearing, um, everything of value had been stolen. So really everything's been stripped from you at this point, like yeah. just physically, mentally, emotionally. What yep. else can we take? Yep. Um, and then COVID hit. <laughs> That's just like, I can't even, I can't even... <laughs> Like it's right. It's too absorb intense. Absorb like, how much that is at one time. The writers just yeah. It's like it's like if you were right. If you were watching this movie, you're just I'm like turning the channel. You're like if I'm watching this movie, I'm turning stuck. the channel because like, I'm like I can't handle. Choose one: life threatening disease or a world pandemic, like or like a burglary. Like just choose one. But this, but this is the type of story that if this is all happening now, I'm wanting to watch to see how she gets out of it. Exactly. Yeah. What's next? Pandemic comes. Yeah. Yeah. How was that process Surely for you? Surely start looking up. <laughs> I mean, you know what was interesting? I think um, when I was going through all of it, like when I was in treatment, when when I was going through the breakup, I, I was almost in some bizarre survival mode. I mean, yeah. where you're just, you actually are in some state of shock. Of mm-hmm. course. And you can't process everything that's going on. You start, so, do you stop feeling or stop being shocked by things? Or like, are you kind of numb to... A little bit. The, like, I was... What's next? Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And I had a I had a 50% chance of having to continue on chemotherapy for an additional year, which oh. w- chemotherapy was a nightmare for me. Um, and I was had, had a very aggressive form of chemo. Um, Can you explain a little bit why? Because I think when people hear chemo, at least when I hear it, it's like... I don't really, I know what it is. Like it's a radiation therapy, but I don't really understand. Like It's actually different from radiation. Oh, so it I, is. And I still had to do radiation too. Oh. Um, chemo is a an infusion. It's a cocktail <laughs> of poisons that, uh, that you're given to target the cancer cells. And so everyone who receives chemo receives different chemo depending on their cancer type, what organ it's in. Um, and so depending on the cancer types, some chemotherapy drugs you can actually are livable, like you can still function, you can go to work. Some of them aren't that bad, uh, but it just depends on the science and what you had. I had a, a form of breast cancer called HER2 positive breast cancer, which my aunt passed away from 20 years ago. Wow. And 15 years ago, if you had HER2 positive breast cancer, it was a death sentence. Wow. And the new drugs that they have are amazing, but they're they're rough. Yeah. <laughs> they are rough. So I had four and a half months of that and I felt stripped of my ability to do anything. Yeah. Um, it was like my, you know, you're, you have this port that's implanted in your chest and they, for six hours, ingest these chemicals in your body. Um, and my chemo cycle was on a 21 day cycle, which meant that usually by about day day three day four i started feeling bad by day five i was in like a nightmare of epic proportion and then that would last for about a week and then you start slowly slowly feeling better and by day 20 you finally feel like yourself again and then you go back and you do it again oh my god (laughs) um i was so terrified 
of having to do a full year of that. Like, I remember just saying to my therapist at the time, I was like, as long as I don't have to keep doing that. Yeah. So that was when I found out that I didn't have to keep doing that. It was like, it made everything else livable and manageable. Oh my God, you're so strong. You're just like one of the most resilient people I've ever met. Like, (laughs) I remember when you were going through this period and looking at it, like seeing online, like your post, cause you, you posted about this whole process as you were going through it. And I'm just like, she's so fucking strong because she has a smile on her face the entire time. Like you are like explaining the process that you're going through. You're able to articulate like everything. And you just are like this shining, like beam of light, like of, of like, being able to like help other people while you're going through it and, and explaining everything and treating it like a, like a, almost like a, like this is what phase I'm of life I'm in and this is my adventure and I don't know what's gonna happen next, but you were like embracing it. And, oh, it, but here, seeing that on social media and then, and then hearing you say it in real life too, it's like, it just, there's this whole aspect of like, you didn't, after I turn off Instagram, I'm like, oh wow, that's a crazy story. But you go and like, you're like, you're living. <sighs> Thank you. <laughs> I need that because it's gonna, you know, sniffles. Oh. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. And it's painful when you're doing the the chemo when you're talking about it being rough. It's like it's painful. It wasn't bad uh, going in, and they give you all these steroids and drugs so that you just don't feel yeah. anything. It's it's the days after as it starts attacking the cells in your body. It attacks all the cells in your body. Yeah. So that's why you get so sick to your stomach. That's why, I mean, I the, the feeling in my stomach was unlike anything I've ever had before. It was almost like something was like eating me alive from the inside out. And then um, I had terrible, terrible nerve pain. So like shooting, you know, every yeah. your nervous system, like shooting fireworks throughout my whole body, which made it impossible to sleep um, and shit. was just very painful. And and no pain drugs helped that either for me. Um, so it was just, you cannot cope with trauma when you don't feel well. Right. right. Yeah. And so at least being able to go through what I went through subsequently, you know, I wasn't in chemotherapy. Like yeah. I was able to have like my you, mental you wits went about through me. a whole deeper level of pain that going through the breakup was like a, like, you know what? Fine. Yeah. Like, right. yeah. Yeah. I got my yeah. I got my bill. And and even then you're you know, you're sort of waiting for the shoe to drop. It's not like at any any stage you're like, I'm clear. There's a whole joke with cancer patients, like you're good until your next scan. Mm. And the first two years are actually the scariest because you, you do surgery, but once it's in the bloodstream, right. you don't really know. So the first two years are really important. And I just got my second year clear scan Yay. this week. So it's Amazing. like oh such God, a big so deal. Yeah. Thank you, writers. Thanks yes. for at least something yes. I can hang on to. Right. Okay. <laughs> we might get a second season. Okay, yeah. good, good. Yeah. <laughs> but um, you know, you're just you're always like waiting for the shoe to drop. But mm-hmm. I will say, like, being able to be healthy through that was really important. It wasn't until a, a year after even a little bit more a year after I had started treatment. So really summer of last year was when I started having PTSD. Yeah. Like really bad PTSD. And I um, I lost a friend of mine who had also been going through treatment at that same time. Um, she was diagnosed a week after me, I, I think. And what are hearing. The odds? Like your close friend, did she have the same thing or she, did she have a different type of cancer? Um, she also had breast cancer, but oh, a wow. different type. Yeah. Mm. Um, and we had sort of become, you know, f- 
friends while we were going through treatment together. And so I, you know, I just never anticipated that that's how things were going to end for her. And I think that that also triggered, I think, a trauma response around Mm -hmm. just how serious this was. Right. Yeah. And um, and so last fall, I spent a lot of last fall in serious therapy, like Mm -hmm. processing. I ended up going to Bali for two months in the middle of the pandemic. (laughs) I I figured out how to get to Bali. I was like, how did you get there? I'm good for her. (laughs) I did an eat, pray, love, except it was just. Yeah. Mostly just, I think, praying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I met with every shaman, every healer. I just, I went, I, I screamed at rivers for days on end, cried my guts out, and until I felt like there were no more tears left to cry. And, and you know, at a certain point, like, you do start to, to see, like, a crack of sunlight again. Yeah. Like, you feel like... You can't like cry forever. Like it's it empties out at some point, and then it's clear for you to rebuild again. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you feel like you've reached a point where you? Do you feel like you need like there was a point to this, or or do you think like I don't need that? Like I, I mean, how do you, how are you feeling now about kind of like as this trauma stacking and you like keep getting hit like more than most people ever do in their entire life. In such a condensed amount of time, do you feel like you're searching for a point to that? Or are you okay that there's not a point to it? Or I That's such a good question. And I actually think that last fall, the reason why I felt so depressed and probably part of the reason I had a lot of trauma PTSD coming back up was because I had not yet found meaning mm-hmm. in what I'd gone through. And I saw the death of my friend as something that felt, at that time, it felt pointless and it felt, I yeah. was angry. I was angry that 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 she was gone and yeah i just couldn't find meaning in any of it and anyone who told me that there was meaning in it i'm like i just like fuck you easy for you to say yeah yeah Yeah. and i think i had to just feel it and move through it the senselessness of all of it to get to a place where i can create you know you can really only create meaning once you're on the other side and you create it and it's a story Mm -hmm. we all have stories that we tell ourselves and I've decided that I'd rather tell myself like a hopeful, optimistic story mm. than something else. So, yeah, through that process, though, what was your motivation to want to fight the PTSD? Because a lot of people become victim to it and we have lost so many people due to it. You know, suicide is a very, very serious mm. issue that we're facing. And especially during the pandemic, how are you able to find something to want to fight for? Well, I mean, I, I think for one, I, I was like, well, I'm still here. Like, I'm still here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that felt like enough. Mm hmm. And then I also just feel like I have the most loving, incredible friends and community mm-hmm. who are who just fought for me mm-hmm. when I didn't have it in me right. to fight and held me, mm-hmm. like literally holding me while I sob on the ground. Yeah. Um, and, and quite honestly, like another big part of this for me, I'm a huge advocate of plant medicine therapy. Okay. And that was a big component part of this. I mean, I, I tried a lot of different therapies. I try, I started with EMDR, which is um, like a specialized sort of behavioral, co- I don't know if you call it a behavioral therapy. It's a specialized therapy that you can kind of find any therapist that does it. Mm-hmm. Um, I found that very helpful. It's very good for trauma. Um, but I also did 
you know, a handful of healing sessions with uh, ketamine therapy, which is licensed and available here in Los oh, Angeles. I'm very interested in that. IV you should get okay. a, little, a little deeper into that. I'm, wow. I'm so happy, happy, to. That happy to. And we will get deeper into that right after a small break from our sponsors. I can't tell you how many times I've used DoorDash in the last several months. I literally, I don't even go anywhere anymore. Same. Yes. It's every day, multiple times a day, I'm on DoorDash. I love DoorDash. <laughs> I swear to you. Easy. I love yeah. it. And the the interface, like the user interface or whatever, I love it so much better than any of the other uh, delivery apps. There's a lot apps. more choices. Yeah. And yeah. it looks better. It's easier to use. I just, it's be, it's the best app so far on the market. Yes. Sure. DoorDash connects you with the restaurants you love right now and right to your door. And now you can get the grocery essentials you need with DoorDash too. Get drinks, snacks, and other household items delivered in under an hour. Ordering's easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want from where you want, and your items will be left safely outside your door with contactless delivery drop-off setting. With over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, you can support your neighborhood go-tos or choose from your national favorite restaurants like Popeye's, Chipotle, and Cheesecake Literally Factory. Literally what we did today. We yep. got Cheesecake Factory. From the DoorDash. DoorDash. <laughs> For a limited time, our listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code MOOD. If you've been using any other app, just stop. Try DoorDash for a little bit. <laughs> stop. Just, I swear, just stop and try stop DoorDash. Stop playing around. Stop 2022. Playing around. Go to the best app. Actually, uh, the reason why I picked DoorDash over all the other ones, too, is because I've compared the prices too and like the fees and DoorDash yeah. just it's the best option. Absolutely. That's 25% off up to $10 value. Zero delivery fees on your first order when you download DoorDash app in the app store and enter code MOOD. Don't forget use our code MOOD for 25% off your first order with DoorDash subject to change terms apply. FanDuel Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56 and to celebrate, new customers can bet $5 to win $280 in cash on either team to win when you use promo code BIGMOOD when registering. That's right, you'll get your winnings in cold hard cash because we know that cash is always better than quote-unquote free bets. There's no better place to bet Super Bowl 56 than FanDuel Sportsbook. They've got tons of promotions for new and existing customers. They've got same-game parlays where you can combine small bets for bigger wins. There's tons of Super Bowl props and more. Honestly, now that my Packers are out of the Super Bowl, uh, RIP, I'm very sad about it. I got to root for the Rams, got to represent LA, got to come through for my dad's favorite team. But I, I am very sad that the Packers uh, aren't in the Super Bowl. However, I can still make money off the game by betting on FanDuel, and it's so easy to use. Don't miss your chance to turn $5 into $280 in cash. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and use promo code BIGMOOD to make every moment more of this Super Bowl. Again, promo code BIGMOOD exclusively on FanDuel Sportsbook. Disclaimer, you must be 21 and over and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. New users only. $10 first deposit required. Must wager in designated offer market. Max bonus $150. Bonus for Tennessee users fulfilled in site credit within 72 hours. Tennessee site credit expires 14 days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, and Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXTSTEP to 53342 in Arizona. 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. Tennessee Redline 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee or visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. Okay. Everybody take a deep breath wow. before we get back started. And you need it. Yeah. But yeah. your strength, 
I know there's so many people watching right now, whether they've been going through it or family members or friends of those that have gone through it. I watched one of my best friends, her daughter, go through treatment actually during the pandemic as well. She's about like eight years old. And I remember the effects that it had on the family. And I remember how much, even though we knew it was her going through it, but everyone's strength throughout the process to be there to help her. So just to hear what you went through and your fight to make it. Again, I, I go back to that because some people, it's just so hard and they don't have the support system. Mm -hmm. But to see you find that purpose and that reasoning and then looking at those around you and seeing that you had people that loved you, mm -hmm. that your fight was like, you're fighting not just for yourself, but for them as well. So I just want to commend you on that because that is absolutely beautiful. Thank you yeah. so much. Thank you. So you started getting therapy and um like well you, you were talking about plant therapy or yeah. plant medicine yeah um so what it what's ket i'm sorry what is ketamine therapy i've never heard of it so there's a number of different compounds that would count as plant medicines i actually don't know if we can count ketamine as a plant medicine but okay. it is a psychotherapeutic medicine and okay. it's a psychedelic um i believe that it is a is it kind of like microdosing nope ketamine is like you want to go to the moon okay <laughs> <laughs> they use ketamine in veterinary science horse. right yes it's yeah. a horse tranquilizer but it's also used in surgery centers yeah. um for certain people that can't uh, be sedated with certain types of anesthesia, they mm. use ketamine. I've only heard of ketamine in a very inappropriate... Like in a yeah, yeah. yeah, I've heard about the cable. People get into the cable. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Insane. By the way, yeah. I, my first experience hearing about ketamine, I was actually a burning man and someone was like in a stupor in a like in a yeah. in a sand hole and i was like what's happening over there and he's they're like in that guy's in a cage hole. Hole. And, like, and i'm like that looks terrible <laughs> you're like but i'm gonna figure out okay okay so yes you so you witnessed it before even trying it yeah how was, how was well that it? wasn't in a in a controlled manner yeah, but, no. like, i mean but, the licensed therapist but, but still yeah the thought of it you've seen it used uh yeah. outside of that environment <laughs> was but now, not interested and, yeah. and now it's presented to you as an option to help yeah. you through what you're going through now yeah. how did you come to that conclusion that you wanted to go this route with your therapy well with your healing so i had tried uh previous to this when i've been through some other bouts of of stuff i think it starting in my late 20s was when i first started getting into healing plant medicines and so i had done psilocybin journeys ayahuasca and I had found interesting enough results to be open-minded about it. Yeah. You know, of course, while I was going through chemotherapy and treatment like that, you don't want to put anything in your body mm -hmm. that could. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that was like a psychedelic enough yeah. experience. <laughs> um, but as I was starting to emerge and feeling physically better right. and, and feeling this trauma come up again, I just had a sense that like just regular run-of-the-mill therapy wasn't going to do it for me. Mm -hmm. The EMDR was helping a lot. Um, but I met with a ketamine therapist who had come highly recommended. She lives and works in Venice. This woman, Lauren Taos, she's amazing. And you can have it prescribed for anxiety and depression. So I thought, all right, I'll give this a go. Mm -hmm. And I did it. And oh, my goodness. <laughs> I mean, I was actually stunned. I was like, wow, this is pretty... This is pretty intense. This is pretty powerful. It was on par with my ayahuasca okay. wow. experiences. Wow. Yeah. Wait, so what, did you see visuals? Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, yes. You are in, but different than psilocybin or ayahuasca. Those tend to be highly geometrical, mm -hmm. kind of fantastical, um, dark 
ketamine was like, imagine being an avatar where everything is in 4K. Oh. And your brain is creating these beautiful. It would be more just, like MDMA vibes, kind of like more happy, lovey, kind of like soft. Or, or does it depend on your well, state MDMA, of mind? Well, MDMA, you're not necessarily, you're usually not having visuals on MDMA. I suppose, right? Some people more, like can, softer, but. softer, kind of just like softer, brighter, happier kind of vibe or. Ketamine. Well, it's also a tranquilizer, so you're yeah. you're relaxed as you're as you are experiencing okay. what your brain so is creating yeah. for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and they don't. I don't even know if they necessarily know the the mechanism of how it works, or at least if they do, I don't. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But it has shown to decrease um, symptoms of depression and treatment resistant depression patients and anxiety. And I think something that happens, which is what happens with other psychedelics as well and why they are so powerful is there's this separation that you suddenly experience from your own experience oh so you know how when you're in trauma yeah it's this overwhelming physiological experience Mm -hmm. that takes over Mm -hmm. your body you cannot separate yourself from that from what's happening did you realize your body was like the avatar like you started (laughs) looking at yourself as like this is your physical form but it's not like you, you could zoom out of your body, yeah. kind of like was she there, had was ponytail there, sex, is what, what she was trying to say. <laughs> um, <laughs> not that kind of avatar, oh. but did did you have the separation? Was it? Um, I think what happened more on ketamine for me. Gosh, all of these medicines are so different, um, which is fascinating. But I think what ketamine did for me was a, I did feel this like cosmic connection mm, to yeah. everything Ooh, yeah. that was like un- it was unmistakable and gentle and mi- and made me feel like a sense of it's all okay mm-hmm. it's all okay and all of your pain is so beautiful and if you can hold that and it, it's indescribable because it's yeah. what you're experiencing you're embodying it's not mm, just yes. a mental thing it's like yeah. it's going to every cell it's like nothing and, can be taken from you because you're one with everything and you just feel that instead of it uh, being a cerebral thing of like, okay, I am one with everything. And yes, and this is how it works. It's like yep. a feeling you felt of it. Yes. being you believed it. I totally believed it. And I saw my disease as a manifestation of my dis-ease yes. with certain things in my life where I had not had a voice or not felt I'd had a voice mm-hmm. and not used that voice. And so I started making these interesting connections through the experience of how empowered I could be now that I can feel in my body the manifestation of uneasiness and anxiety and what that does. And yes. sort of seeing the cancer as like what a, it can a weird gift of that. Mm. Have you ever read any books by Louise Hay? No, but I'm f- very familiar with her. And okay. Her, yeah. yeah. If, well, for those of you out there, there's a book called Heal Your Heal Your Body, Heal Your Life, or Heal Yourself, Heal Your, mm-hmm. Heal Your Life. I don't remember, but it's, there's two. Like It's like Heal Your Body. Look up Louise Hay. And it is exactly what you're talking about right now, where it's this, um, like, where your dis-ease and your stress can manifest into physical form in parts of your body and she actually breaks down and I don't know it's been so long since I've read the book but she breaks down like what parts of your body like let's say there's something in your neck it's associated with you you not wanting to change Mm. like it's like different parts of your body that are um, experiencing disease or pain or you're getting hurt or continuously injured in the same part of your body Mm. it represents something that you're storing there that you need to work on like as a whole person. And I just thought that was always so 
interesting. And then that reminded me of that, of that, that yeah, your body cre if you don't deal with it, like if you don't process your anxieties, emotions, your stress, it actually creates a physical illness or disease in you. I think all, a lot of our ailments that yes. we have are connected in ways that we just have no understanding of yet in, in scientific medicine that we will because we'll have the tools eventually, but around how our emotional and cognitive states impact our body. I mean, we know stress is bad, right? Yeah. We know that people die earlier who are under chronic stress. Yeah. Like, it can cause like but, heart or blood pressure. But it's also one of those things like, yeah, we know stress is bad and yeah, it yeah. can kill us, but we don't treat stress you can't, right. you we can't don't that's right we take we, a pill yeah we, we don't say this yeah is... we don't treat it we look at it everybody like has every, stress right yeah so that's kind of like a very throwaway you know yeah. like stress you can become sick because of stress but at the same time if you tell someone you're stressed they look at you there's there's a lack of empathy around stress mm -hmm. until it's too late mm -hmm. until it's like I was so stressed. Now I became sick and yeah. now you care but yeah. we we don't I feel like we're still learning how to be empathetic towards or others. Or recognize the root and like, oh, let's, why don't you relax yeah. today? Because you and, need it. Your body needs it. Yeah. 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 And so developing that sort of radar and antenna internally and noticing when things are off, I think it's become a big focus through this journey, this That's healing really journey. Awesome. That's really yeah. cool. You can't really, when you're going through it, be like, well, it was all for this reason. But as you continue along the path, you're like, okay, I'm connecting some of the dots. Like, yeah, if, if I hadn't gone through this part, then I wouldn't have realized that you can possibly prevent more things from happening by eliminating the root that may be stress and maybe like the anxiety and all the stuff that I'm not addressing. 100%. Yeah. And as things unfold, you find new meaning in them. And life just, just become a very interesting chapter book. I was going to ask, going through everything you've gone through, how do you view life? If someone was to ask you, describe your life right now. How would you describe it in this moment? To someone like as simple as possible. Well, I chose something very dynamic. <laughs> High amplitude. <laughs> um, no, I mean, it's, oh man, that's such a great question. And I feel like I don't have a good simple answer other than I, I do feel incredibly grateful to be here. And even with all the pain, it still feels worth it. Mm. And I do, I do see myself on a mission to make every day, every moment, this life as adventurous as possible. And that means that I might get more of the bad with the good mm -hmm. when you make choices that are out there. But it feels mm -hmm. worth it. It feels worth it. I'm like, wow. I totally believe we only get one of them. Wow. And so I'd rather, yeah, high exactly. Yeah. High risk, high reward. I I'd rather take as many risks as possible. Do you I feel the same way? Do you feel more human? going through everything you've experienced like is this something that made you feel more connected not only to the universe but kind of to other people yeah i don't think i think i'd lived a pretty good life up until a couple of years ago. i don't think i'd been through a whole lot of traumatic events and i have so much more compassion for people that do and i am so grateful i mean how lucky am i that even in the midst of everything that i was going through that i had the time and the resources to actually be able to seek out healing mm-hmm 
Yeah, and like people with kids who don't have money, who are struggling to make ends meet, and who are dealing with disease, ailment. I mean, the trauma can be so intense for so many people, and they're not able to take the time and energy to actually get the healing that they need, and that breaks my heart. Because they still have to be the caretaker, Mm -hmm. even when they're not being able to take care of themselves. Yeah, how many people get to go take two months and go to Bali? Yeah. Wow, that's a good perspective to have on that. Of all what I'm hearing right now, I feel like you've learned all, like you've got a much more in-depth, more enriched um, perspective of the human experience. Is there any like thing that maybe you would tell, even Taryn from a few years ago, like about like what we don't know about the human experience? Oh. These are such good questions. I feel so unprepared. I think I am still. I'm still. You don't have to. I'm also have a still a student. Answer. Like I'm yeah. still. You know that's. I'm what still I like about in it. it. Yeah, is that you're? We haven't gotten to some of the stuff yet, but like, <laughs> like it's after all this. You're There's learning, more. You're, you're learning so yeah. much. There's more. Yeah. Then you're thrown back into like. Okay, let's put you back into like the everyday. Uh, like heartbreaking situations (laughs) that the rest of the species is going through as well. So I take it now that you are working on yourself, you have re-entered society and the story continues. The story did continue. All right. So now we are back. (laughs) I I think part of it's like the universe just wants to make sure that um, things don't get too good. Yeah. It's like, hey, remember that shit that I told you? I gave you a powerful lesson. Did you learn it? Did you you learn it? Did you learn it? Don't Don't get too complacent. All right. But I also, I mean, and I will also say this, like there's, you know, I recently took a new job. Um, That was a big, thank you. And that was a really big change for me. Um, I'd never had a job job (laughs) in my life. Isn't it funny that like, I'm not, it's not like a shocking thing because I feel like a lot of us in that's this space of like, yeah, whoa, well, you have a job job now. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was a big shift. And because I've like Nikki been doing entertainment my whole life and kind of had my own just was running my own ship yeah. and doing a lot of different projects. And that level of instability while going through treatment mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. coming out of uh, end up in a relationship was very unsettling. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so finally this year, I kind of called it in. I was like, I don't know if it's a job or if it's just a new way of reorienting, but I need something needs to change with the career. Mm-hmm. And so I took a, I took a job and um, I love it. And it's been it's you know, it's been a big shift um, in my the way I go about life. But it's that has been. Can like, you say what you've been working yeah, on? Yeah, so okay. I'm creative director of a company called BlackRock Neurotech. Oh. They're an implantable uh, device company. And they. And I first started working with them through this film that I directed mm-hmm. several years ago where I followed patients who had implantable brain-computer interfaces. Yeah, I got to see the movie. You did. You can came. people see it still on yeah. Netflix? Is people it on can Netflix watch it or? on Amazon and Apple, I think. Okay. Yeah. What's, What's it called? called? Uh, I am human. I am human. Wow. Yeah. It's really fascinating. I know what I'm watching like tonight. It's like very <laughs> in-depth, yeah, about uh, the implants. The yeah. implants, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so this company that I'm now working with, they they actually make the technology and the platform that allows for people to move again and see again and hear again and like these truly miraculous things that we're able to do to the human body, um, engaging with the brain. And I get to do sort of everything creative related to the company. And so it's like in a weird niche it's world like that I passions. happen to know about. Yeah. yeah. And I get to do all this really cool creative work. So um, that's so cool. And have consistency. That Stab- I needed, I needed like one 
Yes, that job, that jobby job will remind you because Monday through Friday, you still got to come in. That job is going to be there. You got to be there. And sometimes it's that constant thing. Yeah, it's It's, the structure like you are creative still, but now you have a structure to be creative. Because you're like, I don't know how I feel, but you've figured out how to merge your worlds. That's right. And get the stability that you need during this time. Because it sounds like this was the only stable thing. (laughs) I'm just, I mean, I'm just reading the room. I'm just, I'm just, I mean, the the story, I'm I'm picking up the energy from here. And I know she's like, and yeah, this sounds great, but there was other stuff that was going on at the time. So the consistency of the job really, the stability of the job kind of gave you a bit of peace of mind. I think I could put my feet on solid ground for a little bit. Yeah. I mean, oh, 100%. When you when you have the loss of a, a partnership, loss of your health, I think loss of a job, moving, I mean, all of these things. Yeah. Each During one a of pandemic. those a pandemic. Yeah. You know, each one of these things will force the ground beneath your feet to falter. Right. So having one thing that can feel stable yeah. is tremendously helpful. So I totally get that. Very grateful for that. But yeah, I mean, I think ultimately I don't even remember where because you had had this beautiful segue and oh I was saying now you're back into like kind of like the uh you're back to normal problems that are still heartbreaking but they're yeah. like so you recently went through a couple breakups <laughs> <laughs> like so, so no, like normally our whole episode is like oh my god the breakup that's crazy and like yeah. we're talking about a, one breakup the whole time and yeah. and this is like now you're back in to yeah like a, a relatable level of problems, yeah. but it's still like so heartbreaking because you're in it right yeah. now. Yeah, I fell in love yeah. with someone and um, we had this just really amazing connection. relationship and connection. Um, but due to, I think, a lot of things outside of my control um, and maybe his control too. But it just didn't work out. And so I'm, I'm, I've been, I was telling Nikki, I was like the last three weeks, the first two, I was like back in the bed, yeah. lots of tears. A lot of ketamine. Yeah, I didn't, <laughs> didn't go back to ketamine, actually. Uh, no K-holes. <laughs> Only using it sorry. when necessary. So sorry, <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, I'm now like, I think I'm coming out of like, I think I'm in week four. Um, it's still very breakup so it's still fresh yeah. it's very sad but it's also um but i also feel i'm already getting to the place of total gratitude like the fact that i could even fall in love with someone again yeah that was i didn't know it was possible that's after huge. what i'd gone through that's kind of right what I'm, I'm feeling just as a normal person like without having gone through all of the trauma that you've been through sometimes i'm like i really don't believe that i'm gonna fall in love like And I'm just, I'm only 34. I've got so many years ahead of me, but part of me and my soul is like, I just don't think I'm going to fall in love again. So even just having it for a short period of time is still beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And I carried that exact fear. I was like, there's just no way I'll be able to fall in love in the same way again. Yeah. And open myself up to that type of thing. Um, We're going to take another break, but when we come back, (laughs) get ready for, (laughs) after this ad break, we're going to get more heartbreak. So. (laughs) Please, prepare yourself. Get the tissues ready. Thanks. (laughs) 
in the most joyous podcast. (laughs) These days, it feels like online shopping is the only shopping that we really do. Come on. That's why today's sponsor, Honey, comes in clutch. It's the free browser extension that scours the internet for promo codes and automatically applies the best one available at checkout. Honey is basically your online shopping best friend. It seriously saves me so much money every time I shop online. I mean, these little $2 savings, $5 savings, $15 savings, they really add up over time to where it's Honey's probably saved me hundreds of dollars, no cap. Here's how it works. You get Honey on your computer or iPhone for free by going to joinhoney.com slash bigmood. Then when you're shopping on one of your favorite sites at checkout, the Honey button will automatically appear and all you have to do is click apply coupons, wait a few seconds, and then Honey will search any available coupon for that site. And if Honey finds a working coupon, you'll watch the prices drop. It also lets you know like if you already have the best price, which I think is pretty, pretty honest and pretty cool of them to do, but you know for sure that you're getting the best price at checkout when you're using Honey. Uh, It saved me just a ton of money um, on all the websites, on Urban Outfitters, every time I shop for clothes, every time I shop for makeup at Sephora, Honey is always saving me money. If you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out. And by getting it, you're doing yourself a solid and supporting the show. So get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash bigmood. That's joinhoney.com slash bigmood. If you sell stuff online, you're definitely in the right business. More people are shopping online than ever. That means a lot of orders coming in and a lot of orders you'll need to ship out fast. That's why online sellers love ShipStation. No matter how much you sell, ShipStation makes it super easy to manage and ship all your orders from all your sales channels faster, cheaper, and more efficiently. No matter where you're selling, whether it be Amazon, Etsy, or your own website, ShipStation funnels all your orders into one simple interface that you can manage from anywhere, even on your cell phone. You'll get access to amazing discounts with major carriers, including UPS, FedEx, and USPS. You can easily compare carriers and choose the best solution every time. With ShipStation, small businesses can now access the same rates usually reserved for Fortune 500 companies without the contracts or commitments. It's no wonder ShipStation has more five-star reviews than any other shipping software. Ship more in less time. Just use our code BIGMOOD to get a 60-day free trial. That's two months for free, no hassle, stress-free shipping. Just go to ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the page, and type in BIGMOOD so they know we sent you. That's ShipStation.com, enter offer code BIGMOOD, make ship happen. Um, so, uh, so you're moving on from a heartbreak. But one thing that you had mentioned off camera too was um, that in a way, like all these things are crazy and devastating, but it like it made you much stronger and able to like have the confidence to know that like, yeah, this fucking sucks. Like I'm going through something that's heartbreaking. It's devastating. It's painful. It fucking sucks. And also I know I can get through it. Because I've gone through way worse than that. Yes. And you almost, you feel the pain coming on. And now I've learned all these techniques. Like, where do I feel the pain in my body? Having these kinds of conversations when you're so, you know, you can be on the bathroom floor sobbing, but to actually say, where do I feel it in my body? Can I give it love? Can I, like, there's all these different tools that I've used to to help soften the edges of what's happening and to kind of move through it. Um, but I I do feel when I feel things coming on, I'm like, I've been here before and I will, I will, it will pass. Yeah. It will pass. You know, that's kind of where I'm at again. I'm like, all right, this is painful and I'm going to be okay. And I have like just, again, constantly gratitude, gratitude, gratitude. Like, what are the beautiful things that I can take away from this? 
that's so awesome because i think i really do believe in that um your mind is really powerful like more than you get that anyone gives it credit for and the mind over matter thing and but not just that but like you really can shift your physical being from your thoughts become things and and you if by shifting towards that gratitude state because everyone goes like what are you grateful for? Okay, like everyone's got problems, but what are you grateful for? Make a gratitude list. I hate that when yeah. when you're going through a depressive episode when you have depression and they're like, well, make a gratitude list. Like there's so many people that lose limbs every day and you mm-hmm. like look at you yeah. with arms. Um, but, but like really, like actually, you know, being open and being like, okay, I'm really grateful that I have this and, and embodying that and um, like reminding yourself of that. It does lift something off of you that makes it less heavy- to carry and get through life. I will also say that because I went through a depression last fall where yeah. gratitude was very far yeah. away. Yeah. And I want to make sure just for anyone listening, something that I have learned. Depression is repression of emotion. Mm. It is a manifestation of some form of, of a deep emotion that's not able to be expressed. Mm-hmm. And whether that's because your own body is not allowing you or your mind's not allowing you because it's in protective mode, whatever that is. And it doesn't, it could be unconscious, right? Mm -hmm. Um, It could be that there's PTSD, there's trauma, there's something that's, but I believe this. And from a lot of the literature I've read, it seems to be true. So whenever I feel like a depression-like thing coming on, I tell myself that this is the moment that I got to go to the scary place. Mm. Because I have felt that gratitude only comes after. After I'm literally screaming and crying my heart You're out. You're right. Yeah. And mm-hmm. actually moving things out of my body yeah. and creating space. You can't then- use gratitude to repress, to continue no. to repress. Yeah. Because yeah. this, the toxic positivity that people talk about, it's, where yeah. it's like, put on a happy face. Happiness is a choice. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, okay, yeah. But you have to feel the real shit yeah. too, well, like to process it. Yeah. And, and, to be grateful, you have to truly feel grateful. It's not something I just say, I'm grateful for living. Yeah. When I'm depressed, I'm not. When when depression is hit and there's been times, like again, feeling as we had discussed this, um, identifying where it is and what I can do. And sometimes you gotta feel the shit. Yeah. Um, I wanna say like a couple of weeks ago, I was glued to my couch mm-hmm. and everything I've ever gone through decided to visit me that day. Mm-hmm. And all I knew is that I needed to just sit there and breathe through it. Mm-hmm. There was there was no going to the gym. There was no making a phone call. There wasn't anybody that could help me other than me, but to feel it. I felt as though my chest was pushing to my spine and it was pushing me into my couch and I couldn't move. Mm. And no matter how grateful and no matter who loves me, I couldn't feel it then. Yeah. But there's something with muscle memory and when we've gone through certain things that our body learns how to take over. So with sports, you do the same thing over and over and over and over again so that when it comes time to perform, you can do it. Mm-hmm. So when you were describing what you had gone through, I was like, your body has muscle memory now. Mm-hmm. You know what to do when the situation arises. Yeah. So you understand that this sucks. Mm-hmm. but my body and I know what this feels like and what we need to do to get past it. And so when it happens again, I'm prepared. And every day you practice these things that make you feel like living is worth it and gratitude is in you and not just something you're saying out loud. It's like you're taking that ground ball every day. Whether you miss the ball, you just know that when you're in the game and it's really time when that day that the depression feels like it's going to win, there's something in you that just says, no, no. We've done this before. Mm-hmm. We can get past it. So sharing that, it's, it's very, very relatable to a lot of people. Yeah. Because 
depression doesn't come with one traumatic event. No, Some no. people just it can feel be a pile it. Lives, yeah. You know, and you can hear somebody that's actually gone through so much and people that do struggle with depression are struggling with that feeling of guilt. Like, why don't I feel grateful? Yeah, and it, it actually adds on to it because I feel guilty that I feel sad even that though I've I never. can't help feeling sad and I'm not sad about a thing that's logical. Mm-hmm. It's just there and I'm like, and now I feel bad for feel, feeling that way. 100%. it. Yeah. But 100%. And as you hear people talk about their experiences with depression and how they make it to the other side, it's it's hopeful. It gives people hope. Yeah. Because, again, no matter whatever you're going through, we're all feeling something and everybody's experiences are different. Mm -hmm. So finding that purpose, that reason is amazing and you even sharing and i feel like we still haven't even gotten into the grit of what it is to be on the other side of it because now you've survived so many things and you are grateful for the things you survived but life hasn't stopped yet how do you look towards the future like what is something that keeps you so optimistic outside of knowing that you have like this purpose is there something that you feel that just drives you I actually do feel really excited about the future, mm-hmm. um, which is interesting. Uh, I I feel driven by a couple things. I think I feel driven. I have just a genuine love for life. Mm-hmm. And I think I have honed in on the people and the things and the routines that give me even tiny amounts of joy. Mm-hmm. So like just instituting a practice of these various things just allows me to be more present and feel joy more frequently. Also knowing and accepting that pain is part of that. Uh Yeah. But I think the excitement for the future is like, (laughs) it's kind of funny. It's an epiphany that's come out of all my pain, which is like never a dull moment. Like I really don't know how things are gonna go. Like my life's not boring. No, it's really not boring. I had one, I had a girlfriend call me uh, a couple months ago and she was like, Taryn, you really have chosen the most dramatic movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You're like, welcome to Blockbuster. Your soul, if reincarnation happens, like if, if you believe in that, that you choose your life before you come back to Earth. Oh, yeah. man. You chose a, an interesting one. I you think were, what happened was you tripped and then you like fell on all, you <laughs> right. all of the buttons. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like you, you smashed like, all the buttons all the way down. House. I'm going to the, oh, yeah. shit. Yeah. Yes. How did yes. I fucking end up in this goddamn I, basement? Or last time. Taryn was an accountant. <laughs> I was so bored. Yeah. I was so like, this is in my next life. I'm going to have some drama. Yeah. yeah I want to play bumper cars with the edges of the matrix. <laughs> yeah. All of them. <laughs> I do have a question. Yeah. Now with this plant therapy stuff, were you at any time before starting any of that religious or spiritual in any way? And then after trying the various like ayahuasca academy, like, do you feel any difference in kind of any like spirituality or religious type of way? I grew up in a pretty religious community. My parents were Christian, are Christian, um, Wichita, Kansas, pretty conservative, right? Mostly Christian. Um, so th- those were the beliefs that I was raised in. I would say by college, I had I had really turned away from a lot of the the traditional beliefs that I'd been taught um, and would have identified as an agnostic through, mm-hmm. you know, all of my adulthood, basically, um, which, by the way, I think makes trauma really hard when you when your core belief system is that um, 
everything is sort of random and mm-hmm. nothing really matters. And mm-hmm. fortunately or unfortunately, I am science brained. Like I, yeah. I don't totally even with therapy, I'm like, tell me why this works. And mm-hmm. it's going to and then it's it actually Need works for me once yeah. I understand the why. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and so much of spirituality is not understanding the how or the why it works. Yes. Yeah. But also why so many people reach for it. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. right. That's right. It's like save me for I don't want to do anything. You save me from my pain. Yeah. So there's yeah. If you get too far in one extreme, of course. Yeah. And so but it was a slippery slope. And I feel like through my different plant medicine experiences, um, I always had a tricky relationship with the word spirituality because I associated it with religion. Right. But I but 100 percent experienced magical, <laughs> mystical <laughs> moments where that are inexplicable and seem seem on some level to give you certain codes to the universe that you just either cannot access in regular life or we just don't have the time and the energy and the space to access them. And so I think I think in my new version of self, uh, I sort of have this belief that science actually is the language of mysticism, mm-hmm. but we're just we just don't have all the tools yet. Oh, I got so many books for you. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to share them with you. And so I have a much more flexible yeah. view yeah. of Is there any spirituality? Type of, do you feel like when you, I guess, I don't know, I don't know if it's appropriate to say you crossed kind of into like a place where you got closer to the spirit of the universe? Yeah. Did you feel like it told you anything that like we should know? Like, do you have any? Oh, yeah, girl. I didn't even Messages think about that. from the other they side for us? <laughs> what did they tell you? Yeah. yeah. Well, oh my gosh. And it's always so I wish I should give us the time. I should spend more time like writing because I think there's so much power in in distilling down or trying to translate concepts that you learn while in plant medicine. Right. Um, I did actually did an ayahuasca um, journey in January in Bali and I hadn't done it for 10 years. So I was actually really scared because ayahuasca. I'll just say it kicked the shit out of me. Was it different? It seems violent. It seems very violent. It was. I was like, I'm never doing that again. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And and but I. It was weird. I felt it in every cell of my being that it was time for me to meet Mother Ayahuasca again. Yeah. Oh, you gotta follow that intuition. I've been looking at that book unknown number like not today. (laughs) Not ready for you, Mom. I don't care about my car insurance. Don't call me again. Oh my god. And. It was, I mean, I have chills thinking about it again. It was one of the most beautiful experiences I've ever had. I went in, I took the medicine and you go in and you're like in the vortex of another reality. Yeah. (laughs) And I immediately felt like the inner voice that was coming, it was like emanating from all my cells. And you you feel as though every cell in your body is downloading information from the universe. Yeah. And that you're able to actually see underneath the curtain of like what you're made up of. And it's almost like if you're like traveling through your own brain, you're seeing where these little behaviors and these beliefs, where they originated. And you're like walking through the old memories of the memories of the memories. And you feel like you're actually downloading the things from your your former, the generations before you in your family ancestry and the trauma that's been passed down. I mean, it feels like so all encompassing, but the thing that happened, like the instant that I entered the journey was the voice in my head. And some people call it mother ayahuasca. They say Mm. it's like, you know, she's the thing. I, what happened to me was like, no, 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 this is your voice this is your highest self voice yeah and she's come into this journey to tell you oh man i'm gonna get emotional but it was just like like the message was something along the lines of um you are you are your own god you are you are your own shaman you don't need you don't need like you don't need to look externally for all the answers like you have it within you it's like it's all there 
And everything that you've gone through, it just showed me like how strong I was. Mm-hmm. And wow. I just felt so much gratitude. And I, it was, it was, ah, yeah. I don't know. It's so yeah. hard to put it into words. Yeah, it's but it's hard to translate it. But it's hard to translate it. But it's yeah. just this ex- knowing that everything that we have is right here. And so I guess like it sounds almost blasphemous. So I have to be careful how I say this. Right. But it, it was a version of it like, like God is in you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, you can access that. God is everywhere. It's like, that's the whole connectedness thing that, that I'm like, it's so funny because all these religions are separate, but the same base idea of God is within all of us. It's like you you hear that message again through plant therapy, through ayahuasca, through, you know, whatever trips or whatever. It like It's like the, you are all receiving the same message, just have different faces to the message. And mm-hmm. and that's why I ha- I, that's why I choose to believe that spiritual part. Well, I feel it for one, but also like, I think it's the same thing, like calling it God or the universe or um, source, source or whatever. Is Light. Th- it's the same, It's and it's in all of us. And even if you wanna get science-y about it, like we're all made of the same matter. Like we're all, yeah. like the entire universe is, has the same matter to yeah. it. Mm-hmm. So we're, it's, we're all the same. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And it's interesting because you're like, well, what does that mean? What is that light or source or God? And I think it just like, it begs a certain thing from all of us, which is um, an adherence and a trust in who we are and and living like every day with authenticity and vulnerability and with an awareness of that. And I think where people start to have a really troubling time on plant medicines and I will put myself in this category and the first time that I went in was I was living in a way the manifestation of my life was directly in friction with what I actually felt was right for me Mm -hmm. and so going into a plant medicine experience where you're just stripping all of it away and you're seeing all of these areas in which you might not be living your most authentic life or you might not be like looking at your pain well it's, it's like an then ego. it will show you yeah mm. if you have if you haven't gone through an ego death like it's your ego that's wanting to hold on to this like no no no, no. we're we're keeping this we yes. built this like we worked really hard for this yeah and i don't care if it's not the authentic it's this like we, this is us baby yeah. and then that status yeah so the money further you whatever part you are from that i think that's the first time you went through it you were probably experiencing like what was trying to be an ego death. Yep. And then the second time, it's like, you already got stripped of everything. I did. <laughs> your, your ego was killed by and that then, point. So it was I, dead, dead. She was very gentle. <laughs> she, she was, was like, she was like remember this guy? She yeah, was like, ran all over the car. She was like, this look, baby, I already put you through enough. <laughs> yeah. she, she was like, look, you, you listen. Yeah. Good. Because guess what? Because if you didn't, this was about to be real bad for you. Yeah. But it yeah. seems like you got that nurturing I felt like a blanket got put over me while you were telling your story. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I, I was just wondering if you've had these conversations with other people that have gone through these experiences or traumatic events, because as you've been talking, I can feel there's a if you're in the room and you can feel someone being genuine. Uh, they radiate mm. and it's and it's different. There's a different type of energy that you're giving off. I could feel it at one point in my chest. I could feel the like pain and, and just mm. it feels motivational to fix my shit or Mm -hmm. to start doing the Mm self-work so that when these days do come that are hard i can get through it to where it's like okay because she said the first time (laughs) because the first time she met 
that was the evil stepmother uh, ayahuasca right that wasn't the mom this was the stepmom like some cinderella shit and i'm like i don't want to meet her maybe i got to do some work before i, I was like, maybe i need to work on myself before because i was like oh that sounds terrible yeah. oh my god i'm dealing with my shit by myself because she sounds messed up but through the process i mean but it does feel like do the work now while we can so that when those days do come we're able to reach into whatever it is that we believe in self uh the universe god whatever it is your friends your family so again this has been an interesting experience being in the room and to feel it so i hope that everybody that's watching right now is able to even get a bit of what i took away because mm-hmm. i don't know i don't know anything about you i, I didn't know anything yeah, we threw you randomly. I, you right here. hi very nice to meet you for the very <laughs> yeah. first time but it is an amazing way that you've told your story so thank you and i hope that everybody that's watching is able to take something away from it because i feel like this was important absolutely thank you so much. i'm gonna so do much. some ketamine for sure we like, not I'm like I'm just girls trip <laughs> I'm gonna be like, trip. <laughs> be like, oh, look at that text message. I am not going to that yeah. one. <laughs> we can stay here right in this spot and have yeah. a trip. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've heard a lot about ayahuasca. I've never experienced it or or um, DMT or anything, but uh, it sounds like in a controlled environment with someone that knows what they're doing and with that's a very healer or therapist with a healer yeah. or a therapist yes. <laughs> not on your own uh, not no, you could, you could re-traumatize yourself absolutely I've heard those stories as well so yeah. I'm uh, very I'm always very vocal about yes that. um but yeah I I feel like maybe we're shifting towards uh these alternate um alternative therapies and alternative medicines and and it's interesting to see where it goes but um yeah check out taryn on everything she's always working on something really fucking cool that will blow your mind and i don't want to hype it up too much but like that's i every time i look at her whatever she's working on it's like okay now she's working on how ais can make blind people see again that's <laughs> all right it's like, I, what did i, I do with my day my life, uh, <laughs> yeah. so i'm like my asshole today so uh <laughs> So uh, check her out at Taryn Southern everywhere. And like, is there anything else that you want anyone to know about? Or thank you right. so much. Thank you. Thank for you having so me much on. for being yeah. here. Yeah. And I love you. I mainly just update Instagram now. I don't really do any of the other s- social media things. So if anyone has questions about plant medicines, I'm actually going to do a post about plant medicine. Awesome. Um, yeah. This week. So well, you got us and learn a lot mm-hmm. about so, it. You are definitely interested. Yes, <laughs> I can feel you. I'm like, give me. <laughs> No. Uh, well, thank you so much for listening and then leave a comment for Taryn. And um, we hope that you are uh, feeling very grateful and blessed for your life and uh, those around you. Hug everyone around you and uh, we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.